It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Piece of Business Podcast. This is episode 44. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL on your Twitter gimmick. Joining me, as always, from across the ocean and from the future. Yeah, that's right. He's in the UK. That's the Madagascar of Europe. He is the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's more over than AEW sexuals. At GA WrestleNut, Glenn Abbott, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. What a sad week it's been, but yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we'll get we'll it's get sad. to that sad week. Where where are you in the AEW sexuals, Glenn? Have you seen this? Have you heard about I, this? Do you know what this is? I haven't got a clue what I saw it come up, but I'm not I haven't got a clue what it's about. I, I don't either. Re- I was hoping you were gonna explain <laughs> no, it to me. No. <laughs> I don't I it's one of those things I don't want to know. No, I think that's probably <laughs> It's probably best left unsaid and untouched and left alone. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Whatever an AEW sexual is, you know, whatever somebody does in the privacy of their own home, hey, that's good enough for me. Yeah, or in an AEW ring. Or in an AEW whatever. ring, yeah. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of AEW rings, uh, uh, have you seen any of this rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics at the Olympics? Oh, yeah. What's up with this rhythmic gymnastics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's prancing about with, with with bits of ribbon and. Well, you see, I, and... I've always I always knew that there was that one event where the gymnastics girl would come out with the long stick and the ribbon on the end and, eh. and twirl it around. I knew about that, but the other day I saw something. It was like there were five of them on the floor at the same time, and they each had this ball that kind of looked like a, a small soccer ball, and they yeah. were throwing it around and flipping and twirling and it never touched the floor and i i had never seen that before so i was wanting you to fill me in on the rhythmic gymnastics uh it's a bit of um japanese culture that they've added to the rhythmic gymnastics for this year it probably won't appear again it's one of these things like with with the karate the it was good to watch but it probably won't be back in paris it may not be three years time so what what very Parisian sports will we see in the uh, next set of Olympics? I haven't got a clue. I don't know what's a very what's a very Parisian sport. Bull, I think, is the the most Parisian sport there is. Bull, bull. You yeah, gotta, you got to smart me up on the bull. I don't know what the bull right, is. Um, have you ever seen um, green bowling? Not temping, but like where you have the little jack and. Older I mean, geezers I, I, in white bowl. I know. I don't know that I have. <laughs> oh, right. no. It's again. It's a, it's a quite essentially English thing, I suppose. British thing. Um, but basically, ball is you have a little mess, a small ball and larger balls, all made of metal. Um, I think they get three each, and they have like a sand trap. And they lob the little ball down the sand trap, and then they've got to try and lob the, the big one on top of it. So it's like horseshoes? Like, like horseshoes, horseshoes with balls. Yeah. With horseshoes with, with balls. 
Yes. Leave it to the French. Or no, that that, <laughs> that leave it to the French. No, I know the only bowling I know about is usually involves uh being inside and rolling That's a like large the, ball and uh there's beer involved and yeah is there any beer is there beer involved in bull? I don't know, but yeah, well I don't suppose it's beer. It's more um they seem to have when you see pictures of these old guys that do this, and they're sort of hanging around on these bull courts or whatever they are, because they're just in the street, like on squares and things. Um, you often see them with a drink in their hand, not so much beer, because the French don't really drink beer, but so, some sort yeah, of alcoholic so, beverage. Okay, is, all right. It's consumed well, during the uh, partaking of bull. And that sort of, uh, it seems slow paced, non contact sport. I think uh, mm. all of those endeavors would be improved with an adult beverage, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. I know my darts definitely improved with an adult beverage. <laughs> Mine did too. No, that's, that's funny. <laughs> Mine did too. Like back in my wild and crazy days if i were playing darts at the bar i, mm. I would have to have a few in me and all of a sudden yeah. i'm a lot better <laughs> yeah that's i it. don't understand it. <laughs> no, I don't either, but can't, can't walk a straight line but i can throw a dart a i don't get it yeah. don't get yeah. it at all so are you gonna when the olympics are in paris next time around do you uh you think you would go over there and check something out or you stay far far away probably not i'll probably stay far far away what if there's uh you know what if the what if the the, the GB team is uh really uh looking good for something you know you uh you wouldn't you know, swim it's the still, channel and go check it out No, it's it's still better watching it on the TV It's like a lot of um, like a lot of wrestling I um, guess is sometimes better or any sport yeah. really any any yeah. big sport for me I'd rather you know watch a college football game on the TV than go to it you know That's right it, it, it's so I know there's atmosphere when you go to like a soccer game or something, or American football game or something like that. When people are baseball and they're all cheering, yeah. and but we're actually watching the the the, the game as such is is definitely better on the TV. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know. I, I figured you know if you know the you know if if the you know the UK GB you know Olympic soccer team next time is uh looking good for a gold medal game I, I figure you might you know get over there and stretch somebody and take their ticket or something you you got to be there for that <laughs> oh yeah if the girls do then I'll prob- I I might jump on the day, on day excursion to Paris what happened to the uh US uh the US women's team this time man they uh they were vulnerable this year yeah they ca- well, they got bronze didn't they they got bronze but i mean yeah. that's a that's a disappointment it we is. don't go for it bronze is. no we go for gold on our women's team <laughs> i wish your but, i wish you know, i wish your girls in the beach volleyball do the business though yeah they handled business for sure they uh <laughs> I mean, they were in, in a dominant yeah. fashion for sure. Oh, they, they just totally squashed those Australians in the final yeah. there. Just, yeah. <laughs> Who ended up winning the gold medal for men's soccer? Because I saw, I think it was 1-1, and it was late in the game, and for some reason I never caught the end of it, and I don't even know who won. I think Brazil got it. Okay. I think it was going. I think it might have gone to extra time, but I don't know if it yeah, went to think, uh, shootouts or not. No, I don't think it went to penalties. I think they got a goal in extra time. Mm. I'm telling you, like, uh, you know, you know, back when the Euros were going on, you know, I think when Brent, one time when Brent was on with us, 
we were talking about the Euros, and um, mm-hmm. I brought up Brazil. You know, obviously, they weren't in the Euros; they were playing in the the South American tournament. But I, yeah. I said it back then that you know this the Brazilian team. I'm I might put a dollar on them in this next World Cup. The uh, oh. Bra- the Brazilians. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're always got a chance. You know, they're Brazil, but uh, this 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 group of Brazilians, they looking good. They got a good solid team of youngsters there. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a good solid team of youngsters. Yeah. Um, I just so. wish that I just I just wish that the the UK footballing associations would get their act together and allow a UK team. It's too no the English FA even in twenty twelve they spat their dummy out, so we ended up having a team from Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, rather than having any English players in there, and right, right, you know, it, it's all very petty. Why they can't actually <laughs> just get together and say, "Let's have a team to go and win a gold medal, or at least win a medal at the Olympics." Now, will the uh, will will uh, any uh, UK uh, Brexit drama have any effect on any? Uh, Great Britain soccer teams going for? Will they be allowed to play in the Euros? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> Brexit that, that, has nothing to do with it. Huh? Brexit has nothing to do with that. That's all. <laughs> that, that's to have some money. <laughs> if that if it had something well, to do with it, well, they never would have. They never would have voted to allow it to happen. No. Well, the English FA and the Scottish FA and the Welsh FA are paying their subscriptions. They'll they'll keep them in there. Gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's a it's a pay to play <laughs> situation, huh? It is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like well, everything with UEFA and FIFA, they <laughs> yeah. It's all a racket. It's all a every every yeah, football association, every nation's football association, every continent. It's all a racket. It's all a scam. Hey. It is. It's all the work. Crooked, crooked. <laughs> it's more crooked than pro wrestling. I tell you what. It certainly is. <laughs> and that's how it's something. Yeah. <laughs> that is where, where is awesome. where is uh, where is Great Britain on the whole Brexit situation? Um. Is it is it something uh, about to happen? Like is is um. Go ahead. Uh, it's basically done and dusted. Um, but has the has the official breakup happened yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that happened um, back last year, I think. Okay. I guess because yeah, uh, with, with with COVID going on and everything, that everything sort of there wasn't a big fuss made about it or anything. Oh, it's happened, and okay, yeah. You know, and too, I guess you know, too busy saving well, it, saving ourselves yeah. to worry about things like. So you know when it when it happened, then you know there were no giant tsunamis and the earth didn't open up and and swallow half of the country or anything like that. No, <laughs> no, it was just it was, <laughs> just a, the uh, usual shortage of food and everything at the moment because they can't get drivers. Oh, really? Mm. Because the drivers were formerly non-native peoples. Well, it's a non-native one, and also it's COVID. Oh. Uh, we've got we've got a thing over here that's called the that they're calling the pingademic. Okay, um, sounds like have, a horrible finisher in uh, you know independent <laughs> wrestling. It, it, yeah, um, 
And we have an app that basically lets you know if you've been into contact with anybody that's had COVID, providing the airport air details into the app properly. And once you get pinged, you have to isolate for 10 days. So everybody's using that as a glorified excuse to have a holiday. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I need to get that. I need to get that ping gimmick on my phone. Does it work here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're <laughs> but oh. you can imagine you can imagine it. You basically say <laughs> you haven't just got back to work, but you could bring in and say, Oh, I've been pinged, I've been told to isolate and stay <laughs> stay off work for another 10 days and get paid for it. Hey, you know, it's like you know, it's like I said. At the beginning of this COVID thing, I've been waiting my whole life for the government to tell me to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I was made for this. <laughs> Hermit life. I, the only thing I could say is that I, I, I got the benefit of some of it because I was sick. But on a normal day-to-day -day basis, I've not seen any benefits from it. If anything, I have uh, to work harder. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, yeah, you, you got the, uh, you got it for real. That was a shoot. Uh, yeah. You know, my, my son got it for real. You know, I never got it, but I still had to quarantine and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but I didn't notice any real normal, uh, difference from my day-to-day -day life. So nah. <laughs> worked out, worked out for me, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so is with the Brexit thing is, is, is the UK now even more the Madagascar of Europe? Yeah, I would say so. Just this this separate island off, you know, off in the distance from the mainland with you know, it's really it's amazing yeah. that the uh that the that the, the British Empire got as big as it did. I mean, how did yeah. you know the African Madagascar it's, never did that? How'd the British do it? Um basically we learned how to build ships very early yeah. in, in the, the sun never sets on the British Empire, they said. <laughs> yeah, well it set very hard when it did. Yeah, it came hard. It came crashing down. That's for um, sure. No, and, I'm, and I'm not going to get into anything else on the political side of that. And... <laughs> I've got my Y'all can build on boats that. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good at building That's boats. Good at building Wooden boats. We've, we've, we've always – and it proved, in the, it proved in the Olympics. Again, we're good at sailing. Oh, there <laughs> – If you notice the Brits – over the last sort of three or four Olympics, have always been good at the sitting down events. <laughs> like cycling, rowing. <laughs> Not so much the running or the jumping or the throwing or the fighting. No, no, no. But yeah, sitting down, we're, we're great at that. We've certainly done better at all of those this time. It's good. I think they ended up with as many medals of equal the the record for the amount of uh, medals that we've won at any non uh, non home Olympics. Uh, well, that's good. The box, yeah. yeah, the boxers did well. Um, what should be a boxing? That was always good. That's good. And uh, yeah, so. no, we. I think uh, you know we uh, the U.S. again. I think led the total medal count. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, um, but. Uh, I don't know. It seems it, it seems like it's unfair. It seems like we should have uh, you know an, a, a USA team and a USB team or something. You know, <laughs> split the teams in well, half. Give everybody else another chance. It doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. <laughs> Just the Olympics. We're, we're yeah, we're we're a small island. Um, 
You get the Madagascar of Europe, yeah. Madagascar of Europe. (laughs) And as long as people go out there and and do their best, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not I'm not one of these that go around saying, uh, "Oh, he only got full for whatever." But if the guys or the girls competing to a standard higher than they have done before and still yeah. coming forth, then that's not their fault. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And, and often you see those competitors who, I mean, they'll, they'll finish seventh or eighth in a race or something, oh. and they're still over the moon excited. That's right, you know? yeah. Because, yeah, they're really just competing against themselves. That's the truth. That's it. You know, and, do better this, than you've done this, before. And you know. I, hate, I, hate to, I hate to bring this up, but... Back in the day, you were always very, very strong in the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. What happened this time? Well, we took, see, Mike, we Michael t- Phelps we took, can't swim forever. We, <laughs> we took more goals than you <laughs> did in the pool this time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we underachieved in the pool. We underachieved in the men's track and field, which we normally oh, yeah. dominate. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I think maybe ev- I think everything post COVID is COVID related in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, you know everybody's yeah, routine and everybody's normal. You know these these athletes that are used to very regimented, precise daily schedules for years and years and years that mm-hmm. all got interrupted. You know, and that's yeah. I, I just think you know that I, I was really surprised yeah. that we got as many medals as we got. If I'm being yeah. honest. Well, well, a good time was had by all. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, the uh, Japanese organizers put on as good a show as they possibly could under the circumstances. It was, ent- it, was, it was a lot more entertaining than I thought it was going to be when we first started talking about it two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoy the Olympics. I thought it was good. The only thing, the, the only thing that the Japanese organizers could not control – was the weather? I think it was yeah. super hot for some of those outdoor events. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, then, and, and, and then on the day of the surfing, they had a, a, a tsunami, a hurricane, or a tornado, or whatever it is they have in their part of the world. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. You can't control the weather. No, <laughs> no I was I was watching the uh, the men's and women's marathon, and you know it was whatever it was, eighty something American degrees, eighty five. Yeah. Or whatever for those marathons, and and, and I, I have run a marathon, and the marathon I ran it was between fifty and sixty degrees, so it was it was Ooh. it was fine, it was fine, but you know I can't imagine an eighty-five hey, degree. Yeah, uh, uh, I felt so bad for them, but uh, uh, but you know they we had a an American woman finish third in the women's marathon, kind of mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and she kind of became an instant celebrity in a way. And that's how, you know, you know, my kids were asking me, what do they get when they win? Well, they get a medal. That's it. Well, <laughs> you get an Olympic medal. I mean, that's not, that's not bad, you know, but then they, a lot of these people then turn it into sponsorship deals or book deals or that sort of thing. And um, so they'll, they'll, they'll make money off of it some way or shape or form. But uh, yeah, the kids were surprised that the only thing the winners got was a medal. It's funny, you your guy that won one of the wrestling golds. Yeah, yeah, in the you last know, second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you could see uh, uh, you know, 
somebody hanging around round the back with a pen and paper with a WWE contract on it already ready for it. As soon as that guy got in the locker room, Johnny Ace was on the phone. You bet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could, you know, somebody, you know, you know, I don't imagine Vince, Vince is sitting there watching the Olympics, but I promise you somebody in Stanford was, and, uh, yeah, they got yeah. that guy, they got that guy's number real quick. Yeah. Oh, well, we're looking for a new Kurt Angle. Hey, hey, this could be the guy. <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, in the way that the thing is going down with NXT now is there's never been a better time to get into NXT if you're, you know, a fresh-faced newcomer. You know, uh, they uh, they seem own, to maybe I, they seem to maybe not want the uh, veterans around there anymore. No, and you're over six foot tall and two two five pounds. Exactly. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are at, at least the old WCW uh, cruiserweight standard. Yes. Yeah. I think two twenty five used to be the cruiserweight standard, but uh, <laughs> now it's a dang heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it all but, bodes. Uh, well. yeah. It bodes. It bodes well for Walter. Yep. It yep. Bodes well Wal for Walter. Walter. As soon. I don't even know if Vince has ever even seen Walter, and hopefully at this coming takeover, Vince will see Walter, and Walter is going to have a job for I life. Can, I can see John Laurinaitis going to 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 uh, Vince. Do you want to see some porn? And showing him, <laughs> showing him Walter against Ilya. <laughs> right. I think, you know, you mentioned that, and I think you mentioned on Twitter the other day that um, uh, you feel sorry for whichever match or matches have to follow that match. Oh, God, yeah. Is it going to be Joe against Cross? It's going to be probably... That's got to be the main event. That's got to be the main event. event. And yeah. they, they're going to have to follow what is going to basically be a murder. Well, yes, there was going to be a murder one way, shape, or form. Somebody's going to die. And uh, they, they they can't put that match right before Joe and no. Cross. You think got they have the, they got to have the come down match before Joe and Cross? You think that? I, I think they'll probably open with Ilya and Walter. Ah, that would be smart. That would be a smart move to make for sure. Um, but uh, think, we won't get into those predictions. But I think I know which way you're leaning there. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, you think what? I'll give I'll give it away on, yeah. on Twitter anyway. Talking to Brent the other day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's one. It's yeah. one. It is the one prediction that I've I've let be known that I think that Ilya is going to take it. I think that what will happen is uh, Ilya will sneak the win, and then Imperium will come down and beat the crap out of him, mm. and we'll have that, Walter yeah. and Imperium standing tall at the end of it with yeah. Ilya, Ilya in a heat beam carried back to this country on a stretcher. <laughs> right, <laughs> and Imperium, and Imperium getting ready to run roughshod because there seems to be a thing within NXT now that they're also started building factions again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a good time for Imperium to have their ring general with them. You're right. The only thing that the only thing that worries me about the Walter match is if they're going to take it off of Walter and put it on Ilya. I pref I would prefer it if Ilya just won it clean, um, but I'm afraid there might be some kind of uh, screwy finish. Somebody maybe uh, attacks Walter to kind of set up Walter's next thing, but we'll see. We're still a few weeks away from that. Yeah. 
But yeah, right. so NXT. I mean, we mentioned NXT. I mean, what uh, what what's going on with NXT, Glenn? Uh, I've got a few notes on it. Okay. Fish and Fish versus Strong was a really good match. Sadly, it's Bobby Fish's last match. You know what? I can't understand him letting him go. Um, you think they give him I a was, producer job or an agent job? I, it may well be. It may well be. I mean, I that'd be know. a good spot for him if if he yeah. doesn't because he's 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 like forty. He's older yeah. than he looks. Yeah, he so maybe more just, than forty. Yeah, so I suppose he's one of those that have gone out on the age thing rather than. I mean, yeah, we could. It could be he was just kind of hoping they would tell him that he's done. You know, I don't yeah. know. Um, but he he would be a great because, uh, a great behind the scenes ooh, agent yeah. coach kind of guy. He would. He would. Um, highlight of the night, as I said to you off air, was Eli Drake, aka LA Knight. Versus Cameron Grimes, uh, uh, with Cameron Grimes versus the Grizzle Young Vets. He made Grimes, he made poor old Grimes wrestle with his butler outfit, white gloves <laughs> included. Um, oh, it's so uh, silly, it was, but there's no was, guy better to do it. No, oh, it was superb. And he did his version of the hulking up where he ripped his shit, he, he, he ripped his coat off and slammed it down. And, oh my god. <laughs> How over is that guy? He is so yeah. over. Um, and of course, Drake being Drake walks away from him and he gets absolutely slaughtered by the grizzled young vets. What was the finish? The the vets won? The vets won quite quite comfortably because yeah, you know, Drake two on was, one, two on one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the, just as poor old Cameron sitting there on the edge of the ring, nursing his wounds, who comes out but the million dollar man himself? Sits there, <laughs> puts, puts it, puts an arm round him and says, "I told you it was going to happen." <laughs> and he said, and he said. Now we've got to get you out of this thing. Uh, so the next, uh, the next, the turn the page. The next chapter yep. in the story is coming up. Yep. So between yeah. now and takeover, Take they're going to figure out a way. You know, Teddy's going to figure out a way to get old uh, Grimes out of this deal. Yeah, and um, it's something really to look forward to. Cameron Grimes under the tutelage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of uh, a mean bastard Cameron Grimes, as in, as in like the mean million dollar man type mean, not right. You know, I've got the money. And do you think so, that what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that, um, do you think if Grimes, if they have a match and Grimes wins, do you think he then takes possession of the million dollar belt or are we going to think we're going to see that fade away? I um, I think he, I think he probably will because there's no reason for uh, Drake to hang on to it once. Once I know it's all going to be about doing the Butler thing, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, what happens to the belt? Yeah. It's obviously it's obviously going to end up away from Eli Drake. He's not going to end up having it forever. Especially That's the thing when you, when you, when you in, yeah, with DiBiase running around, yeah, I yeah. mean, ultimately it's got to get back into Ted's possession. 
Yeah. You know, and that, that's the thing. When you introduce that kind of gimmick, it, it's not hard to put it on somebody, but it's hard. It is hard to figure out how to take it off and make it go away. That's it. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be. It, to figure it, that out. <laughs> bas- yeah, basically, I, I think that it will, it will come down to um, Butler versus Belt. Mm. That takeover. Grimes wins. Hands Ted back the belt. And Ted says, no, it's your, he said, don't want it. It's been nothing but bad luck. Yeah. You keep it. It's your belt. Right. There you go. See, there you go. You just, you just wrote them out of it. That's perfect. That would absolutely positively work. Good job, Glenn. <laughs> um, Anything else of note on NXT this week? Well, I, 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 again, I again missed it because the Olympics preempted the co- usual coverage. Glenn's holding up a, a, a notebook, a, a, a short novel of notes that he took on the show. I didn't get the chance to see it, <laughs> so I'm leaning on Glenn on the old NXT here. Um, not so much noteworthy as puke-inducing. Puke-inducing? Index. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> Index. Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Oh. Oh. <laughs> A Gagano and Loomis fighting over bloody Indy Hartwell. <laughs> well, it was. So hold on. Okay, so hold on. You got hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, so do, do Indy and Dexter? I can't believe I'm saying the word. These words. I can't believe it. Does Indy and Dexter want to be together? Yes, and they are. Well, is she not a grown woman, and can she not make her own decisions, Johnny Gargano? Well, obviously not, <laughs> because we know we know that Johnny Gargano is treat uh, treated her and um, oh, what's his name? Uh, theory, Austin Theory, Austin Theory, or- like the kids. Yeah, yeah. Where mommy and daddy are the kids? So weird. Serious, yeah. Theory's always done what, what what the oldest old boy doesn't turn his back on his father at some point anyway. Um, yeah. And now Johnny wins, wins the fight, but Indy Hartwell then jumps on Dexter Loomis and they make out in the ring. Outstanding! As I said, puke-inducing. As long as they don't do the old... Uh... Who was it? Edge and Lita? Was that uh you know, in the bed, yeah. The, yeah, as long as they no. don't do that. No, they weren't quite that far. It little smooching far. is one thing. That you know, that they're they're grown adults, it's fine. Yes. But uh, yeah. puke inducing, I think that's that's probably a good term for it. Yeah. yeah. The best part of it was the commentary with Beth Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all excited about it and Wow. Are they going to have a wedding? Are we? Is it time for another wrestling wedding? Oh, we gonna, haven't had one of those in a long time. It's got to be, hasn't it? it I haven't had be. a kayfabe <laughs> wedding in a yeah. long time. Time. No, since, uh, since Alana won. Bobby Lashley. Right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And that went well. We see how, yeah, yeah, we saw, <laughs> yeah, we saw how, how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, what else? Um, ignoring the fact that I 
did watch Raw and SmackDown this week and totally forgot everything about them. <laughs> Doesn't speak well uh, for Raw and SmackDown. No. <laughs> and when I say this week, I mean last week because... Yeah, we're coming you know, a day late, you know, uh, a little day later this week than usual, just, folks. So, that's all right. So yeah, you'll, you'll get it all dropped on Tuesday. Yeah, but um, I tell you what, I, the 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 NXT UK show this well, week I, I thought was outstanding. Yes, it was. Uh, before we go into that, yeah. as I said to you off air, I went back in time. Yes, and I watched the Clash of the Champions for NWA Tag Team Tournament Final. With Eddie Gilbert and a fresh-faced Ron Simmons against the Fantastics, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. That is a very, very underrated match that a lot of people don't uh, don't think about when uh, thinking about a great tag team match. No, um, and maybe because you know Eddie Gilbert and and Ron Simmons weren't a team for long, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. No, that that match was absolutely fantastic. What? Uh, what stuck out to you about that match? What made it so good for you? It's just the whole the 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 crowd taking a baby face team like the Fantastics and turning them heel with the with it just being naturally the crowd turning on them because Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons especially were over more than them. Yeah, was, what, do you was, do you remember hear, hearing or seeing where that event took place? What city it was in? Do you happen to remember? No, I don't, but I can check okay. it. That's not a big okay. And um, I've got it on. Because that was about 1990, <laughs> and the the Fantastics had kind of completed most of their run at that point. The people yeah. had seen the Fantastics for years. Uh, and you know, and to your point, you know, a fresh tag team of you know the the veteran Eddie Gilbert and the Young, still green, but obviously talented Ron Simmons. Uh, yeah, the people love to see that. It was really kind of a babyface uh, on babyface match, really. But somebody mm-hmm. had to be the heel, and, and the crowd decided that the Fantastics were going to be the heel in that, which is weird. And uh, no. Glenn is searching and, on his Google machine for the location of Clash of Champions 4. Yeah, and it's not telling me. Oh well, that's all right. Well, that's if it was anywhere near the state of Florida, then then Ron Simmons would have definitely been over because that's where he played his uh, college football. Um, yeah. So if you're anywhere around Look there, that would explain. Clash of the Champions Four. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> this is the uh, Tennessee Chattanooga. 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 You were close. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay, well, that explains the Gilbert thing. I mean, Gilbert being Mm -hmm. a Tennessee boy, they're obviously always going to love Eddie Gilbert there. Um, uh, So, yeah, but you're right. No, that was a weird one just because the the Fantastics were not the clear baby faces in that one. Even though they worked like baby faces, the the people wanted Ron Mm -hmm. Simmons because the people could tell that, that this guy, this guy, Ron Simmons, Damn, he's going to be good one day. Yeah, damn, was he? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a good one that people need to go out of their way to go back and I don't know, and fire up the cock and see if uh, see if it's on there. Fantastic, <laughs> and Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert in a fantastic, pun intended, tag team match. Yes, definitely. 
Right then, let's talk about NXT UK. Yeah, let's uh, talk about well, it. I thought well, you know, I, good wrestling. <laughs> yes, that's uh, you know, for me, this is really this is really the only wrestling I watched this week. Um mm-hmm. uh I just wasn't I wasn't in a, a a wrestling watching mood that much this week just because of um the the passing of Bobby Eaton. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that a little while, I think, but, uh, I just hadn't watched that, but I, but I watched the UK show this week, thought it was really, really very good again, as always. Um, mm-hmm. we saw, uh, our buddy DC Matthews, you know, one of the, one of the talents he would put money in if they were, uh, commodities on a stock exchange is Miss, uh, Zaya Brookside. Yeah. And she had a match this week and, uh, thanks for coming Zaya, but you're getting squashed. <laughs> it wasn't quite a squash. Uh, it was. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a ninety-second Magnum TA oh. squash and a job guy match, but it was. You know, it was a modern day squash match. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, and it shows that they've worked together before in Japan, and it was nice that it was actually referenced. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a history. It. Yeah, they skirt. They, I liked the fact that they skirted every way around that it was actually B Priestley in the ring without actually saying it. Yeah, <laughs> and and they it didn't was... talk too much back when it was uh, Mako and Kaylee Ray. They didn't, no. did they, or did they not? No, they all didn't. The previous, no, yeah, no, they didn't. But there was a lot of talk about their 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 past in Japan. Hmm. Um, uh, but um, yeah, no, yeah, you not see, you know, as it's, it's not Bree Priestley now. It's Blair Davenport. Davenport. But you <laughs> could you could basically see it as well because they put on a Japanese quality match. Mm. Both of them working stiff as hell. Yeah, yeah. some of those bumps. Yeah, are, yeah. no, they know, went in and they really, got out. They, they got oh, out yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah. The, Oziah, yeah, she didn't. Uh, which is it's just interesting because you know I I kind of thought maybe they would set her up as a potential challenger, uh, but uh, not after this loss. They they're, nah. they're I think they're they would lean more into to Miss Davenport at this point. Oh, definitely. Um, but she did get her stuff in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heads, yeah. That head scissors bouncing off the ropes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that move. And then yeah. And I said, I put on my notes, it's stiff afters, so I dropped on her head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Suplex. It was so. I know she tucked, but oh, she dropped her on her neck. Yeah, there may have been a a receipt or two in that match. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it was, uh, you know, I'm kind of uh, hyperbole a little bit. You know, it wasn't a a pure squash match, obviously, but. I, I do. I, I was surprised at the result. I thought it was going to go the other way, uh-huh. but that's yeah. good. I mean, if they if they can surprise us, you know, then they're doing something right. But next one up, I'd love to know who's doing tag team training in the UK Performance Center because whoever it is is doing a hell of a job. We're talking about the uh, the Jack Stars and uh, Dave Jack Mastiff, Dave Mastiff against Danny Jones and Josh yes. Morrell. Two of the best but, underneath job guys on the planet. Those exactly. guys are really good. They really yeah. are good. Mm. 
Um, basically, another excellent tag match. Mm-hmm. It couldn't, you know, the ring awareness from from Mastiff and Stars. You know, when Mastiff dumped Morel out of the ring, and then Jack comes round and throws him back in. <laughs> that sort of thing. You know, there's that continuity that you don't ever see. Yeah. Even, who would be? Even, who are the? Who are the backstage people at NXT UK? Who are the I trainers and the agents? I don't know. I've not heard. Huh. I really don't know because who's doing they they, it they have run off. They have run off a string of episodes with very good tag team tag matches. team matches. Yeah. yeah. So whoever's yeah. doing it, whoever's doing it at the moment is teaching them right. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, the team, uh, you know, Mastiff and, and Stars, you know, get the win there. They are are yeah. definitely being pushed a little bit more than than the uh, other two guys. But the other two guys are I, great. Oh yeah, they are. And uh, what I did like about that is normally it's the big man that does the business, and then the little man gets the win. But it was Jack that gave Dave Mastiff the win on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. D- Jack Stars is like a hamster running in a wheel. Yeah, he's, he's always yeah. moving. He's got tons <laughs> of energy. You know, I mean, he's full of piss and vinegar, as they say, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, he's for, for an undersized guy, he doesn't always necessarily wrestle like an undersized guy. No. I mean, he's, he's, he's short, but he's jacked. He's jacked to the gills, and he's a lot yeah. stronger than, he, than you think he is. Well, you think, of, you know, in the early days, he had to be with some of the uh, the treatment he got as Jack the Jobber. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He got his butt handed yeah. to him <laughs> often. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they they announced the uh, contender tournament for the Heritage Cup. The yeah, Heritage we're having Cup. a tournament. Hey, you know, you and me, you, me, and DC, we like a good tournament. I love a tournament. I love it so much. I actually wrote down all the combatants. <laughs> oh, nice! Have you already made predictions? You already uh, think you know who's winning this thing? I think it's possibly two. I think there's two possible winners out of this. So for the for the uh, people that don't know, they're running an eight man tournament to uh, determine the number one contender for Tyler Bates Heritage, Heritage Cup, Cup Championship. Yeah, and it's Wolfgang. Mark Andrews, Noam Dar, Kenny Williams, Oliver Carter, Nathan Fraser, Talman, Sam Gradwell. Oh, that's, a, that's a heck of a tournament. It certainly is. Um, <laughs> that's a good list of guys. I tell you what, I like Noam Dar. I don't know I about gonna, you. I was going to say, <laughs> I think it's going to come down to Nathan Fraser against Noam Dar in the final, and it's a toss-up. Yeah. Which way they go. I would think with... Tyler B is such a a baby face still at the moment, even with his new chucks. Yeah, that, that they'll <laughs> that they'll put that, that they'll uh, they'll give it to Dar. Mm-hmm. Could be. I just you know thinking about him doing his supernova sessions, you know, sitting on his couch, his little interview show with that trophy yeah. sitting next to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it kind of just writes itself, you know. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because it at the moment. Nestash mounted the back, so I can't see Tyler hanging on to the title for much longer. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a good excuse to um wasn't that segment great? Mustache <laughs> mounting 
<laughs> it obviously recorded last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't it great? You could tell Must- by their outfit. <laughs> yeah. Mustache <laughs> Mountain versus the Godwins. 2K21. Yeah, Godwin's 2K21. That was hysterical. (laughs) Yeah, so we've got that coming up with SummerSlam weekend. Just kick off SummerSlam weekend. Man, I tell you what, that weekend's going to be insane. It certainly is. And then, um, a match that absolutely surpassed my expectations for it. Was the Iron Man match? Yeah, I yeah. didn't think. I I thought I'd lose in thirty minutes of those two. I thought I'd lose interest in it, but I stayed glued to it for minute one yeah. to the end. Yeah, I mean and the thing, you know, it's like uh, we saw a kid with the Heritage Cup for so mm. long, and he was he was always in a Heritage Cup style match with the rounds and all of that stuff. And then at one point, several weeks ago, he had just a regular one on one match. And I thought, okay, well, now I see why they kept him in that rounds gimmick because I, yeah. I wasn't crazy about that match that he had. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was against anymore, but uh, so, uh, surpassing expectations for me as well. I, I, I did not expect mm-hmm. that he could hold me for 30 minutes. Now, of no. course, obviously, he was in there with Jordan Devlin. I love Jordan Devlin. Uh, I could watch him for 30 minutes. Hey. I knew that wouldn't be a problem, but uh, a kid held up his end. He certainly did. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, we spoke about it last week where Jordan Devlin is all on the edge. Yep, uh, always on the edge. <laughs> there was a bit there where they went, where you, you know, a normal collar and elbow tie up, you wouldn't think that there was much viciousness about that. Mm. But those two laid forearms yeah. in and knees, and it was a collar yeah. and elbow tie up tie-up that was worthy of an aikido match <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no like you know like i yeah. said last week you know jordan devlin he's always on that line it's like he's always daring his opponent to get unprofessional and, yeah uh, i think there A-Kid, were a few A-Kid, moments here that a kid walked up to that line too yeah i think a kid said to him all right you want to get yeah let's go for it then yeah yeah but uh, no, a really good match, and I was really honestly surprised at the result. Again, so NXT nice. UK surprised me twice yeah. on the same show. Yeah, and what a good way to do it, where A-Kid was saved by the bell. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. I think I think we can talk about it now, as this will be dropping to the Tuesday. Yeah, the yeah, week yeah. Without it being any spoilers involved. Apart from yeah. DC, maybe it was about a week behind, but yeah, that's so. <laughs> all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, but that was that was excellent timing. Yeah, and it Second. makes me wonder, you know, if they, if it was, I don't know if they were kayfabing the clock or not. You know, uh, mm. a lot of times in those Iron Man matches, you know, the the ring announcer will say, you know, in this one hour match, we have one yeah. minute left. But if you're timing it on your watch, well, they've only been in there for 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't yeah. know how much they were kayfabing the clock there, but uh, even if they were, they pulled it off perfectly. They did. They did. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, Jordan Devlin is, is going for a pin on a kid and uh, uh, he gets the one count. The two count, yeah. and then the time yeah. limit expires. Yeah. yeah, and that was the closest that anybody came to pin him. Yeah, yeah, 
Three, yeah. Sub yeah. three submissions. Mm hmm. Yeah. There was no soft roll ups or anything. It was three nope. good, solid submissions. Yeah. In that yeah. Match. And the one, yeah. And the one, uh, it, it, you know, if, if Jordan Devlin had one more second, he would have had that pinfall, you know. Uh, and it, it's yeah. not a. It's not a new gimmick to have that sort of match end, you know, with somebody being saved by the bell. I mean, that's, mm. that's as old as wrestling is, you know, yeah. but, um, so, you know, we've all seen that finish before, but they, they pull it off absolutely flawlessly. So again, whoever it is that's coaching NXT UK, who's calling the matches, who's mm -hmm. putting them together, they're doing a great job. It is the best WWE show, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll have to do some investigating before next week. That's my homework for the week. There you go. You before to, Sunday, uh, you know. to find out who's actually doing the training in. Because we all know who does. We all do, we all know who's doing the training in the US before right, we say yeah. that. But they never mentioned the UK. Right. Who's actually there? So yeah, who's who's really calling the shots? Mm. You know, who's really making the I decisions? Could, I could. I could understand it a hundred percent if it's actually Trent Seven mm. that's doing the doing the, the tag team training. Mm -hmm. I can yep. actually see that a hundred percent. How much older is he? How much older is he than Bait and uh, about twenty uh, years? He's that he's, much older. He's, yeah, he's thirty something, and they're uh, yeah, okay. That uh, Bait's still only twenty. That's he was eighteen. Crazy. He was eighteen when he won the. That's crazy. When he won the when, when he won the inaugural, he's oh, twenty or twenty one because yeah. he he was only eighteen when he won the inaugural yeah. title, inaugural NXT UK title. Right. Um, That's crazy. Pete, Pete Dunn's only twenty four. Okay. Invested since he was sixteen. Again, that's crazy because both mm. of those guys are are you know they they give off experience. Uh, uh, Beyond their years, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize. I knew. I knew that seven was older, but I wouldn't have guessed that much. Yeah, he's he's huh. quite a bit old, but he's meant to those two, and look what's happened. Yeah. So. Right, right. Yeah, they've done okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they've done okay. Uh, yeah. So you know that was a you know a good. Uh, Good episode. Is it next week or, the, or right now? It's this week, or is it this week that it's Mustache Mountain and Pretty Deadly? No, nope, it's a uh, two it's weeks next week. It's, it's okay. a SummerSlam weekend. Oh, okay, no. okay. It's Summer. Okay, the Thursday before SummerSlam. Okay, is the uh, that one? That one's going to be a good one. That yes. one's going to be a good one. My goodness, I'm I'm excited. That whole week, man, starting with that show on Thursday into the weekend, just mm -hmm. jam packed. Oh yeah, what did they say for next week's or for now? God, this week's they, UK show. I think it's a contender tournament this week. Oh, okay, okay. Poor Sam Gradwell is going to lose in the first round, isn't he? Yeah, course ah, he's easy. I like Gradwell. He's probably going to get himself disqualified, though. He probably, he, you know, he probably won't be a clean loss. Who's who's his first round opponent? I can't. I did make a note of the brackets. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it almost <laughs> doesn't matter. He's gonna they lose. Saw, they saw, <laughs> they very quickly flash. I, I was yeah. I was busy writing down who was taking part, and then they quickly flashed the brackets up at the end. And I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, so. it's unfortunate. You know, Gradwell, Gradwell is just a good, uh, good heel 
character. You know, I, I really like the way he works. I like his gimmick. Uh, but he never seems to win, but that's okay. Yeah, we know that. We know he that, can make, that, that he can make people look better. He makes people look really good. That's it. We know that the likes of Sam Gradwell, Mark Andrews, you know, Kenny Williams and Oliver Carter are there. And, yeah. And Wolfgang just to fill the numbers up. But yeah. They can all do, do a you job. Think they, you, do you think that you, so you think Nathan Frazier might win the whole thing? You don't think that his, um, I don't think he you will. Know, you don't think he's going to win, but you think no. he's going to be there in the end of I the think, final possibly? I th- I think he'll be there in the end against Noam Dar. I just think, to me, he doesn't he doesn't sound like the type of guy to, or he doesn't, in my opinion, work like the kind of guy to carry the Heritage Cup. No, no, but he's that over, and they seem to oh, he's, like. Yeah, him. he's the, super. Oh no, he's he's super yeah, he's, over, and he's he's got a future. That's for sure. That's right. Um. So we just have to wait and see. We got because. Whoever's up against uh, Talman has also got Rowan Raja to uh, contain yeah, as well. There you go. Because he's not in Very on true. this, right? Oh, he, oh, but he, yeah, he's not in the tournament, but he will be at the tournament. You can bet oh, on yeah, that. Oh yeah, you can bet on it. Yes, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, he has the family. Yeah, yeah. Tell man, he's kind of like for me. He might be like the the dark horse. He might be the yeah the long shot, but maybe win the thing. I don't know. It's going to be a good tournament. It really is. It's going to be one of the hills that wins it, though. Because it has been is two it? baby faces. It has been a kid, and it's been bait. Okay, bait. Yeah. So. Yeah. And huh. it will. Yeah. Those... It'll be interesting to see the heel carry it. Like I said, it just to me, it just looks so good sitting on Noam Dar's couch. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Supernova well, session. Right, right. Yeah. Rather than having Trent Seven carrying it around everywhere. Poor Trent Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! Yeah, well, that was uh, another good episode of UK. That's for sure. Um, Looking forward to the tournament matches this week. If that's what, if that's what we're gonna get. Um, But like I said, that was really the only the only wrestling I watched this week. I just I wasn't in a a modern wrestling mood this week. Um, You know, after the news of. Of losing Bobby Eaton, um, which uh, that sucks for sure. You know, Bobby, he lost his wife about a month ago. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he, he had been he had been not well. Yeah, he did. He lost his wife about a month ago. Quite often happens that, right? Yeah, it's funny how it does happen a lot. And they have been married forever. Mm. Forever. Yeah, they're one yeah. of those. One of those rest, uh, those you know, usually wrestlers, uh, you know, don't stay married for most of their lives to the same person. No, um, no. you know, but Bobby, Bobby I'm did, and it that. was, uh, you know, it's uh, actually his wife. It was uh, was Bill Dundee's daughter. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't uh, know she. I didn't know she'd passed away, but yeah, I knew she. It was Bill Dundee's daughter because it yeah. was so. Um, which under, which makes it understandable, really, that they managed to survive so long. She yeah, knew, yeah, yeah. She, uh, there's nothing like uh, somebody going in with their eyes open, knowing exactly what's going to happen within the business. She, yeah, she uh, knew what the wrestling business was, right? And, yeah. you know, and, and the story was that when, uh, uh, when, when she told 
uh, Bill that she was seeing a wrestler, he was furious yeah. because he knew the wrestling business. Yeah, he didn't want his daughter would, to get involved. I would. Yeah. But then when she she told him it was Bobby Eaton, he said, "Well, if you had to pick one, that was yeah, the right one." The, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's just a, knew, a, a sad thing. And she, and, she, and she knew teaming with Stan Lane that uh, she could rely on his fidelity because Stan wouldn't share. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yes, yeah. Stan, Stan could handle uh, uh, could could handle being outnumbered, so to speak. Um, yes, without yeah. getting too graphic in that detail. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, uh, you know, lost Bobby this week. I, I did go back and watch a few Bobby matches, uh, some singles mm-hmm. matches, some tag team matches, and I I picked one for us to watch this week. Um, so that's what we're gonna do here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to watch a match from 1990. Bobby Eaton versus Ric Flair for the to a world heavyweight title. Um, so Glenn's going to get that fired up on the screen here so he and I can watch it. Um, let's see. All right, I am looking at it. I am looking at it. Jim Cornette in the ring now, doing the introduction for beautiful Bobby Eaton from Huntsville, Alabama. Um, this is actually. Had you seen this match before I sent it to you? No. Okay. No, I hadn't. Um, this, I'm glad you did pick this one. This I really was. Uh, it. Yeah. This was this was January of 1990, um, and this was actually about the third singles match that they had had. They had had a match in De- or November or December of '89, um, and uh, uh, basically WCW was was in the shits at this point. Ratings were not good, um, so Rick was on the booking committee. He may have actually been the head booker at this point, or if he wasn't the head booker, he was obviously very influential um, yeah. in the booking committee. And uh, he wanted to help WCW pop a rating, so he wanted to have a uh, a match on TV. And, and this was like the the Saturday night main event show. It was not the the most popular WCW show that they put out at the time. Um, but if, if Rick was going to wrestle, it was going to get a rating. And so he had to decide who he wanted to wrestle, and mm-hmm. he chose Bobby. You know, um, In fact, the first time that they wrestled, I want to say it was the, either the November or December 89 match, um, uh, Rick booked it to be a disqualification finish. He basically wanted to wrestle Bobby, but he didn't want to beat him, you know, which, oh, wow. uh, which is crazy. You know, it shows how much respect – you know, Rick had for Bobby that he didn't want to beat him on TV. Um, but uh, uh, so they're having a, a, another match here. I think this was their third one, uh, January 90. Rick getting in the ring now. And at this point, Rick was was really a baby face. He, he had had that 1989 where he had wrestled Steamboat three times, you know, those famous matches. He had He had been involved a little bit with Terry Funk. You know, and Funk was the heel, and Flair was really the baby face on that feud. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Flair's getting a, a kind of a baby face reaction here. 
when he would normally not get that so much. Uh, and just curious, you know, curiously enough, in the ring there, holding the belt up, referee Nick Patrick, who is the son of the assassin Jody Hamilton, who we also <laughs> lost recently. Yeah, that's, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Nick Patrick, uh, the uh, NWO's tame referee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Down uh, the line. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, here we go. Bobby and Rick uh, about to uh, get it on here. Uh, you know, and the thing that about <laughs> Rick Flair, the thing about Rick Flair, you know, they always said that he could make anybody look good. Mm. And in this match, you know, Bobby Eaton made Ric Flair look like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they complimented each other really well. Boom. Look at that sell on that <laughs> chop. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just that, it's that kind of stuff that made that was, Bobby so great. Yeah, that's that was the first thing that impressed me. It's probably the best I've ever seen anybody... Sell a chop. Selling, yeah. selling a Ric Flair chop. <laughs> she yeah. believed it knocked him off his feet. Yeah. You know, he's going to take another bump here in a second. Um, mm. I think it's off a shoulder tackle um, where Bobby just takes a crate. It might be coming up right here where Bobby takes a crazy bump off a shoulder tackle. Um, he's just making Ric Flair look like a monster here. Yeah. No credit to him. Yeah, especially especially for a guy that's mainly a tag team wrestler, mm -hmm. to you know go up against one of the best, and as you say, oh yeah, this is one of the three matches at this time, right? Yeah, and so, I think you know, and 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 for me, I think nineteen eighty nine Ric Flair was my favorite Ric Flair because mm -hmm. that was that was the Steamboat era, that was the fun yeah. feud. I think that was my favorite Flair. And this is January ninety, so it, it's basically still that, still that player. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, he just makes him so. Let, that, just the way he sells <laughs> his lower back there on that yeah. hip toss. I mean, yeah, you know, if the world champion's going to give you a hip toss, you sell it. Sell it. That's it. <laughs> Maybe a, lot right back know, up. <laughs> a lot of them just pop straight back up after a hip toss. Right. As though it's nothing. Right, but it's the world champion, the six-time <laughs> world champion, giving you a hip toss. Yeah. There's Corny in Corny on the outside there with his yep. loaded with his loaded <laughs> racket. And you can imagine if if uh if Rick is the baby face here and Bobby is the heel and Cornette's outside, you can expect that that racket's gonna come into play at some point. Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear about how Bobby got into the wrestling business? No, no. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he was, you know, 16, 17 years old in Alabama. And uh, uh, a lot of times the promoters would, you know, let let young guys in the building free to watch the matches, you know, but they had to carry <laughs> the ring or set it yeah. up or that kind of. And Bobby was one of the kids that would set up the ring in Alabama. And uh, uh -huh. when they were finished setting up, he and his buddy, when they were finished setting up the ring, they would get in the ring and, and take bumps and you know, pretend like they were the wrestlers that they saw on TV. And yeah. some of the, some of the veterans were like, uh, that, that kid's pretty good, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And, and they like, they, he's, and he's good enough to, to do a four minute job for me tonight, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know, so that's how he got into it that way, you know, just kind of just by chance. Like that was it. That yeah. shoulder tackle bump yeah. out of the ring. Right out he of the didn't, ring. Oh. didn't brace himself. He, no. he landed <laughs> flat on the concrete. What a bump. Is, Bobby could this, bump. This is what stood out for me as well, watching it the first time. Apart from all the rats getting very excited there. <laughs> there's a there's a proper still proper still barriers. Yeah. Yeah, there's no giving those, there's no padding. Even even that ring post, there's no not a lot of padding there, and he's no, it ain't selling for you. It ain't selling for you. No. There wasn't a lot of giving there. Not like not like those plastic things that the WWE have now. Oh, and that chop. He went straight (laughs) from standing on the apron, flat of his back on the concrete by the side of the yeah. Again, he's Go ahead. And for those that are just listening to us and not watching this, this is proper. The only padding around the ringside are old-fashioned gym mats. And if you've ever been on one of those, you know that there's not a lot of support in those. No, 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 not much at all. Yeah, this this is definitely a, an old-school Southern setup here with with mm. more concrete than padding. You know, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean the way you know, like I said, you know, the way that Bobby would sell a hip toss or sell mm. a shoulder block or sell a chop, because it's Ric Flair, he's making Ric Flair look like just just a dominant force. You know, he's the one making this match. Usually, yeah. it's the other way around. Usually, Flair's making the other guy look good. That's right. So. When uh, when was your first? recollection of being exposed to Bobby or the Midnight Express? Uh, was it a, was it an Eaton and Conjury Express or was it Eaton and no. Lane? Eaton and Lane. Um, uh, we had a thing here. I think I spoke about it before late at night called the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. They used to show yeah. matches. Um, WCW and so yeah, that was my first sort of experience of midnights. Not seen a lot it's, of Bobby in singles combat. Bobby has a single, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, you know, you know, he when when they came to Mid South, um, you know, you know, we've watched some Mid South matches on, on Piece of Business podcast, and a lot yeah. of them, you know, they're they're brawls, they're punching, they're kicking, they're they're bl- there's blood, it's it's chaos. You know, it, it was a, a tough guy, you know, kind of a, a barroom brawler kind of territory. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, here comes here comes Conjury and, and Eaton into the territory. And Conjury is more of that, you know, classic, uh, you know, 70s, 80s wrestler. Um, just solid mm-hmm. all the way around. Nothing flashy. Um, that sort of wrestler. Yeah. But Bobby. You did not see people in, you know, 1984, 85, whatever, coming off the top rope in Mid-South Wrestling. No. You know, it was it was just it like mind-boggling. Even like the Rock and Roll Express, they weren't coming <laughs> off the top rope. No. You know, they were doing fast-paced stuff between the ropes, but, you know, Bobby was coming off the top rope hitting people with knee drops and leg drops and elbow drops off the top. You just didn't see that. And uh, it was, it was just a striking, um, he, he made an immediate impression on you. If you were watching 
the Mid South <laughs> territory at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Jim Cornette in the back there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's playing to the crowd and also trying to check on. Oh, his yeah. It, it was, I'm sorry. There was nice. nobody better at that sort of stuff. No, no. Definitely not. You know, yeah, you know there are people you know, who say, you know, anybody says, you know, like, Bobby Heenan's the greatest manager ever. I, mean, I won't argue with that, you know, but Bobby Heenan didn't work the crowd like Jim Cornette worked the crowd. No. Um, for and where, where Bobby the brain was a wrestler, Jim Cornette never pretended to be a wrestler, but he could take a Correct. <laughs> right. You had to. You had to if you yeah. were, a, especially if you if you were a heel manager, you had to be able to mm -hmm. take a bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like off scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Whoever thought that idea was a good one, I don't know. <laughs> scaffold night, matches are the worst. Night, night, the sky, worst. night of the Skywalkers. <laughs> oh. The worst. Was, oh, but dear. you know you notice how it seemed like the Midnight Express were in a lot of those because I mean yeah. if you were gonna have if you, it's 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 impossible to work on a scaffold, but if you're gonna have a guy do it, at least Bobby Eaton's gonna be involved. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. If anybody can figure it out, he'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's working over Flair here. Flair had the early advantage. Heenan, uh, Heenan, Cornette, uh, uh, encouraging Bobby there. Bobby taking control. Everything he did was so good. You know, and Bobby, you know, we we give a lot of crap today to to people who might slap their thigh when they throw a super kick or something like that. Now, Bobby, he hit his chest every time he threw a punch, but he was so he good at it, it, he didn't notice. Yeah, he didn't, didn't see, see it. it. So <laughs> These days, it's just blatant thigh slapping, but uh, you know, Bobby was a master. Mm -hmm. Laying into flare there, going yeah. for a pin. One, two, oh, nope. One, Everybody had so much respect for Bobby. You know, they always would say, you know, he, mm -hmm. he he's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, everybody that I've heard talk about him has always said that. Yeah. Yeah. How much they enjoyed working with him and mm -hmm. how special he was. And the thing that came out the most, I think, when I, I was reading, you know, people sending in their condolences and stuff mm -hmm. this week, um, ju just as many, if not more, were talking about just how how decent of a man he was, you know, just yeah. how decent and how good and how friendly and how helpful and you know, ju just a, a good guy that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, those kind of guys weren't in the wrestling business in the eighties, but, uh, no, uh, no. Bobby Eaton was, <laughs> that's why <laughs> Bill Dundee. Yeah. That's why Bill Dundee is the, the tolerated only one he would have allowed. Yeah. Tolerated him being his, his son-in-law. <laughs> right. Right. Plus, is that is that sort of thing that uh, no? You got somebody like Bill Dundee and, and your daughter uh, and his daughter brings the average Joe soap home and he takes one look at Bill Dundee and says, "No, bye." Right. Uh, Bobby's, <laughs> daughter, 
But Bobby's not going to be intimidated. No, <laughs> no. In the iron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Rick selling on the outside for yeah. Bobby here. Yeah. And, you know, it, you know, we're speaking about just... wrestlers there and respecting him and all that. Um, Bill Goldberg brought up the suggestion that he wanted Bobby Eaton to be the one to end his streak. All right. Of all the people, people he, he, yeah. he, 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 he brought it up. Goldberg mm. brought it up and said that he wanted Bobby to be the one. And uh, you know, obviously <laughs> that's not, that's so I good. I planned out, but yeah. <laughs> just so yeah. sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, mm. but I mean, yeah, it just goes to show you how much he was respected. You know, that yeah. you know, Bill Goldberg has got this uh, un unattainable, unbreakable streak. And he, mm -hmm. he points at Bobby it, and he says, I want him to beat me. Yeah. Crazy. Unfortunately, powers that be didn't see the money. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And that's the same thing with these matches. You know, these, these two or three matches that Rick and Bobby had on the WCW mm -hmm. Saturday night program. Each one was the highest rated Saturday night program. Um, yeah. You know, like they, they each topped the other one, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and Jim Hurd, uh, who mm -hmm. was in charge at that point, hated that because he didn't see the money in Bobby, you know, and, and, and Rick mm -hmm. said, I'll show you, I'll show you how to get a rating, you know, give yeah. me somebody to, to actually have a wrestling match with and you know, not do anything silly and the people will watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's set. It's set at a, great ratings, and it's that it's not changed now, right? It's not changed now. It is. It's still the same. If you can get people to, if we if we actually get people to not listen to the propaganda about NXT UK and all the people saying, "Well, nobody watches it," if a few of these people actually watched it, then they'd agree with yeah. us. Yeah, because those that yeah. do do agree with us. Hopefully the NXT UK is safe um, from any. Uh, this is a great thing here. We'll go mm -hmm. back to NXT yeah, UK. Yeah, this, 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 this you know, figure four chokehold kind of deal that he's working on Nick's uh, Rick's neck. Yeah, it's, that is really innovative. I've not seen. Yeah, this is the first time I've actually seen. He's mm. <laughs> in the four. <laughs> yeah, the, the four. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, the four yeah. horseman fingers, but upside down. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nick Patrick yeah, needs to go over here and count. I think his shoulders have been down for more than three seconds. Come on, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, ref. Bobby Eaton should be the world <laughs> champion at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's leaning into that uh, figure four chokehold that he's got on Nick Rick, which is just, it's, but it's, it's just those little details because the figure four is Rick's move. Yeah. You know, and usually Rick will strap it on somebody's leg, but, you know, Bobby's got it on his neck, you know, so yeah. it's, it's Rick's move, but in a different body part, you know? Yeah. And, and they just actually a little mentioned sweet little detail. Yeah. And they mentioned that in commentary as well. Hmm. This was uh, Lance Russell on commentary, I think. Yeah. And if I recall he mentions correctly. He mentions the fact about the figure four, but around the neck rather than right. Oh, <laughs> almost a three count there. Here we go. Get it again. See, <laughs> See, like you said, the first time his shoulders were obviously down and Nick Patrick totally ignored it. 
And yet the second yeah. time there, he was doing what the old British refs used to do, slide their hands underneath to make sure right, that his right. shoulders weren't down. <laughs> no consistency with the referee. No. The people are into it, though. The crowd is popping. Oh, yeah. They're standing on their feet, and they're loving what they're seeing One, here. One. Uh, There's the old two count. Two. Raise his arm. Oh. He's not out of it yet. Rick's still in it. I mean, that looks snug. Look at that. Move. Look at that hold. <laughs> it's, you could actually genuinely believe that he's going to sleep. Yes. There. Believability matters. <laughs> Cornet being Cornet. Yeah. The only yeah, thing, if there was ever a knock on Bobby, the only thing was that he couldn't talk. Uh huh. But that's why he had Cornet. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And Stan Lane put his little comments in. Yeah. There's a promo that you can find on YouTube of Bobby in uh, Memphis. And I want to say he was like the junior heavyweight champion or junior Southern junior champion or something. Yeah. He had some title, <laughs> but so he had to go out and give a promo by himself. Yeah. And uh, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> It was rough, but, uh, you know, when the bell rang, he took care of business. But, you know, never a talker, that that Bobby. Never a talker. That's okay, though. Jim Cornette, like I said, he had Cornette. Yeah, well, that's, that's right, yeah. That's why you put managers with these guys. Oh, here he goes, going up top. Bobby going to be some high-flying. Rick's land prone in the middle of the ring, eating off the top. Bang. Macho Man elbow, boom, right on the money. And he, Rick probably didn't even feel it. No. Two count again. Oh, that was even closer. That was a close <laughs> one. That was 2.9. There's one, there's some, you know, he's getting that. Back to that, that figure, figure four again. Hey, I'm telling you, it works. Get in it. Get it again. Yeah. Uh, there, I don't even know if any exist on tape, but there are some um, Bobby Eaton and Randy Savage matches one-on-one. -on -one. Um, in the old Poffo territory uh, that Randy's mm -hmm. dad ran, um, uh, and mm -hmm. again at that at that time it was it was barroom brawling wrestling. But you got yeah. like guys like Bobby Eaton and Randy Savage go on one on one, <laughs> you know, at these at these house shows and these spot shows, and they were never recorded. And nobody will ever see them. But now you can imagine, you know, uh, uh, you know, young Randy and young Bobby, and that and that's mm -hmm. how they. You know, that's how you know, they kind of challenged each other to be the high flyer. You know, they both come yeah. with that elbow drop off the top and they look exactly the same doing it. That's it. It's, uh... I would love to see some of those Randy and Bobby matches. But I doubt any film exists on that. No. And if it does, it's going to be very screen. Look at this backdrop. Oh, Ooh, backdrop on the concrete. On the concrete. Hello. Man, and that is that proper good. concrete too. Yes. Put him down on the mat this time. Yeah, yeah. he gave him a little easy <laughs> on that one. <laughs> he took care of him on that one because he couldn't yeah. take care of him on the concrete. There's nothing he could no, have done for no. him. There. <laughs> no. 
Uh, it just help, just help him over to land as flat yeah. as possible on concrete. Yeah, he, 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 he guided him on that hip toss on the mat. <laughs> kind of laid him there gently. <laughs> Here goes yeah, Rick off yeah. the top. Boom, that move never works for Rick. You know, where he flips upside down mm. and runs to the yeah. opposite turnbuckle. Never works, it but it works time. this time. Yeah. Knee drop from Flair. He's wooing to the crowd. He's feeling another chop. Bobby's selling it like a shotgun blast to the chest. Into the ropes. Backdrop. Mm. Bobby took that Ric Flair backdrop mm. where they never really landed on their back. They really landed on their hip. Yeah. Which I guess would prolong the, the lifespan of your back, but it can't feel good on your hip. <laughs> Hips, no, no. That's a hip replacement every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Stan Lane. We see the back of Stan Lane. Yeah. He's come down to uh, potentially interfere or distract in this match. So now Rick is outnumbered three on one again. Rick playing the baby face, so he should be the one outnumbered. That's wrestling 101. I don't like it in these modern matches when there's more baby faces at ringside than heels. It doesn't make sense. Bobby, no. nice by knee drop off the top. The baby face should always be outnumbered. Yeah, of course. They've got to fight from underneath, so, overcome yeah. the odds. It gets the crowd behind them. Mm. So when was the first time you saw the Midnight's Live? Uh, it would have had to have been around that that time when they were in when they were in mid south, you know, and. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 I hope that we see Cornette getting flipped into the Cornette. ring. He tried he tried he to throw the racket to Bobby. Rick intercepted that's it. A, that's what you can't. He might be the baby face in this match, but he's still the dirtiest player in the game. It's okay. Hey, the heel introduced the foreign object. So that yeah. means the baby face can use it. The fans right. go crazy. The referee was distracted that, trying to deal with Stan Lane. Fans are crazy here for Flair, but they're all standing up and applauding because uh, uh, Rick wasn't in there by himself. He and Bobby just mm -hmm. put on a barn burner of a match. You know, right. They went about twenty minutes or so, but it felt like ten. You know, they were it was constant motion. Um, a great, great match. Uh, probably my favorite Bobby singles match. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, any of the matches, any of the three that he had with Flair were great. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, seeing the Midnight in, in, in Mid-South, there wasn't anything else like them in that territory, you know. So they, no. really, they really stuck out and, and, as innovators. And, uh, you know, and, and Bobby and Dennis were not small, you know. They were both, mm -hmm. you know, 6'1", yeah. you know, 230, 240, whatever. They're not small men. But in the Mid South locker room, they're small men. The small men, yeah. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, that territory was full of giants, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, but there you go, Bobby Eaton, Ric Flair, Bobby Eaton gone too soon, for oh. sure. Um, it's, you know, it's, a it's, it's, yeah. it's a wake up call when somebody passes and there is only sixty two same age as me. It's uh, yeah, you know, uh, he. Uh, you know, he he took a lot of punishment in the, over his over his career, though you know, uh, and he had been not well recently. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he had, um, you know, but 
it, it seemed like he was going to kick out of what uh, whatever was bothering him, mm-hmm. but uh, he just went to sleep the other night and and didn't wake up. You know, so hopefully, um, hopefully it was a, a a peaceful situation for him there at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it happens far too often. No. Um, one partner, especially very long-term partners, loses the other one and they go very quickly yep. after. Yep. Uh, that is, it is uh, funny how that works <laughs> sometimes, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, Bobby Eaton, there you go. One of the best that absolutely ever did it. You know, when people ask me who my favorite wrestlers are, it's always Ric Flair and Bobby Eaton. Those are, yep. they always have been my two favorite. and. Uh, Probably always will be. You know, Rick's a zombie, though. Rick, I think Rick died several years ago, and he yeah. just—he's—he's uh, he's not of this earth. He's—he's he's zombie flare. He's not real. He—he he died many oh. years ago, but uh, you know, he's had enough uh, enough vodka over his life that his insides have been probably. He's kind of like uh, oh uh, oh shoot, Keith Richards, Keith Richards yeah. and Rick Flair. They're they're they're, mm-hmm. they're never gonna die. You know they no. they've embalmed themselves <laughs> with enough whiskey and vodka over far the too pickled to die. Yeah. Yes, far too pickled to die. There you go. That's the first piece of business T-shirt right there. Yeah, far too pickled, too pickled to, to die. To die. <laughs> I think we got. Uh, I think we got the uh, title for tonight's episode. There's the title for the episode. Good job. Good job. Took us an hour and twenty four minutes, but we got there. Um, so anyway, that was Bobby Eaton. Uh, hopefully everybody uh, goes back and watches their favorite Bobby Eaton match or Midnight Express match um, and just appreciate him for what he was and how good he was and uh, how missed he will be for everybody that saw him or loved him or appreciated him. Uh, Glenn, next week it's your week to pick a match. You yeah. know where you're going yet? You got a tease for us or you haven't decided? No, no, I haven't decided yet. Um, okay. With everything that's gone on this week, I've not really thought about it. Um, yeah. I think we might go with the ladies next week because okay. it, it, no, no, it's two weeks. No, it's the Sunday of SummerSlam week, it will be your week. Okay. All right. Uh, no, if sorry. If you say so, <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> But uh, no, that'd be good. You you tend to you tend to pick good uh, good women's matches for us to watch. So if that's the way yeah, you so go, I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it will be a, a ladies' match because uh, it's only a couple of weeks away that'll be at Eve. So for... that's right, that's right. That's uh, we are, are looking forward to the uh, firsthand reporting of that whole situation. We're excited to you and old Che get to uh, hang out. Watch the show. It was Che's mm-hmm. birthday yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Che. Happy birthday, uh, Che. You know, he's somewhere between 18 and 38. I'm not really sure how old he is, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, so yeah, happy late birthday to Che there. Today, as we record this, it is Mrs. Manson's birthday. Mrs. Doc having a birthday today. Um, she probably won't hear this, but uh, anybody that does can confirm that we are wishing Mrs. Doc a happy birthday. We certainly are. Um, but what else we got, Glenn? We got uh, we got AWIP coming up. I was going to say, yeah, we're going to be appearing on that. But uh, they are they are coming back strong, aren't they? They are. Um, they're in the middle of Giggle Mania season at the moment. 
Yes, sir. And uh, then we're going to, a couple of weeks, on the Saturday, we will be live with them on Facebook Live, Twitter, and YouTube for the um, prediction show. That's right. And, That's right. Sure, so and I'm sure this time Brent's bringing him to our back to his back door so we couldn't cheat and get the title off of him. Yeah, you know, as the champion, as the current POB PPV title holder, I guess he has the uh, the right to book the uh, return match in his territory. So uh, yeah. so we'll see if he and his cronies get one over on us, but uh, we'll be watching our backs. I don't know. We got to be prepared for that, but we'll we'll get there here in a few weeks and um, figure it out. But yeah, y'all can see us live on those platforms, like Glenn said. Um, you can see our lovely faces. I, as I look at mine now, I, I seem to be very red. I don't know. I've been mm -hmm. in the sun a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm kind of looking like a crawfish over here. But uh, anyway, so yeah, AWIP uh, AWI Pod or at AWI Pod. Give them a follow. As always, our buddies, the patron saints of P.O.B. DDT Wrestling, at DDT yep. Wrestling. Give them a listen, a follow. Check out their webpage. Buy a mug. You can cook a cupcake in it. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Glenn? What are we forgetting? What are we forgetting? Nothing, I don't think. I think we're just about there. Just about there? All right. Well, again, thanks for listening, everybody. Give us a hit that subscribe button. Give us a follow at Piece of Business on Twitter, at EPLNNFL. That's me. At GA WrestleNut, that's Glenn. All that's left is for Glenn to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>